All right, everybody, welcome to the Blog Runners podcast. My name is Josh. Hope everyone had a good weekend. Uh, today is going to be a solo podcast. It's going to be something I would like to try to start doing, which is a short solo podcast earlier in the week, and then uh, the usual interviews later in the week for the most part, usually trying to get about three interviews a month with maybe an either an off off week for interviews with two solos, um, but that's kind of remains to be seen. Uh, Peter King in the United States is a NFL journalist, and he has a segment he's always done called Monday Morning Quarterback. So I'm going to call this the Monday Morning Center Back. <laughs> Very original. And I just kind of want to use it as a way to discuss the weekend's matches. Uh, the first half will, you know, the first bit will obviously focus on Barcelona. Given that this is the Bloodgrounders podcast and we are a Barcelona pod, we will start with Barcelona and some of the news from the weekend. The biggest news from the weekend is, of course, the 1-0 Barcelona win that restores the nine-point league atop the table after Real Madrid's win over Espanyol on Saturday. Barcelona had yet again another 1-0 win. Uh, this time, it was away at Athletic Club, and <laughs> it was just one of those weird matches again where Barcelona score, I think, at like the 44th minute, uh, I want to say, and our 45th minute, Rafinha gets a goal, and then Barcelona just have to hold on for dear life. Despite having more of the possession overall, Athletic Club had five shots on target to Barcelona's two and 15 shots overall to Barcelona's 10. Uh, they committed 13 fouls, had five corners. Tristegen was unbelievable. And Barcelona just continued to pull these off in the league. It it doesn't it feels like team of destiny stuff. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like these are the type of matches where if you if you're a Real Madrid fan, you just have to watch this just being like, are you kidding me? Like they keep doing this over and over again. It's very similar to how Arsenal uh, have had multiple results since the new year where they've been down and just claw their way back. Uh, these Barcelona matches aren't as thrilling as in Barcelona don't seem to want to go down. They just <laughs> go up 1-0 and then hold on for dear life. But given the goal-scoring form of uh, Lewandowski, which we'll talk about in a second, this is kind of the results they have to hope for. There's not really... They're not going to score... <laughs> they're not going to score a lot of goals at this point if they need to come back. So the defense has been great. They have eight conceded goals after 25 matches in the league, which is a record. Not surprising. It is funny, though, given their their goal-scoring uh, or their goal-allowing tendencies in European competition. It is funny that in the league they just cannot seem to – nobody can seem to score in Barcelona, and it's great. And they're going to need that ahead of the Clasico this weekend. Two missed chances from Robert Lewandowski. Uh <laughs> I feel bad for him. This is the one thing he was brought in to do is score chances like this and missed two really quite easy chances that, uh, you know, it didn't come back to bite him, which is nice. Like it's always nice to be able to miss chances and then just, it doesn't actually mean anything because the club, the club just doesn't, doesn't allow goals. Uh, this is going to be something that Barcelona have to do moving forward, right? Like they're these gritty wins where 
this is this isn't something they can stop doing, right? Because it's not like the like Pedri isn't back yet, Dembele isn't back yet. Although we hope that uh, they'll be back. I guess the hope is that they're back for uh, they're back for the weekend. Would be the hope. I'm not actually sure the latest. Let's just look this up live. Dembele. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of Dembele transfer rumors, so that's great. Uh, PSG are reportedly keen for the man again. Let's see, four Barcelona players are. Eh, that's just that's just yellow cards silliness. Uh, it does seem like they're they might Pedri might be out, but Dembele probably won't be back till after the international break. So Pedri might be back for this weekend, but it does not look like Usman Dembele will be back. A quick update on. <laughs> I guess we should just call it Barca Gate. Uh, Real Madrid, for whatever reason, are going to appear in Barcelona's trial. Um, they're going to take a step forward and appear in court as soon as the judge decides to start the trial. Uh, they have decided it's time to seek justice. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna try to appear like I have complete. Uh, like, like, like I have a total grasp on why it makes any sense or why Real Madrid feel the need to do this. I don't really even know why they would appear unless they have evidence. It's a little bit strange. I guess it's like if I'm trying to think of the equivalent of this. If I was like if Sports Illustrated's soccer podcast was going for, not to compare myself to Sports Illustrated, but you get what I'm saying. If a if a rival soccer podcast was on trial for something and I just stepped forward and was like, I will now appear. In court, it's like okay, but did anyone ask you to? I I don't really understand the significance of that. I do know, uh, maybe it messes things up for their little Super League alliance, which would be cool. That'd be great. I would love for them to start uh, going at war with each other instead of being buddy buddy for the Super League stuff. That would be fun. So I'm not really sure about that. Uh, nine point gap heading into the Clasico on Sunday. This is great. Real Madrid have a midweek fixture. Barcelona do not because they do not have any European football to play. <laughs> So they have a full week to rest, train, get ready for the matchup with Real Madrid, which I want to say is a home fixture. It is. Is that the Camp Nou? It's going to be a great time. Uh, let's talk about just kind of some generic weekend football notes. Uh, Saturday, Liverpool just completely crapped away all their momentum from the 7-0 win over Manchester United with a 1-0 loss to Bournemouth. It's one of those things where three points is three points, and you look at, like, oh, uh, Liverpool have gone seven. Uh, they've scored seven and conceded one in their last two matches. Well, how many points do they have from it? Uh, three. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It's just, just perplexing. Just very, very perplexing. It stinks because... If they had continued some sort of dominant form in this, it would you, we would have been able to convince ourselves that they had a chance at the Bernabeu. Uh, but that just wasn't that just wasn't fun to watch. Like I watched the second half and they just they could not get anything going. Uh, Bayern and Real Madrid both got confident league wins. Bayern winning five three and Real Madrid winning three one over Espanol. Real Madrid did have to make a little bit of a comeback, I believe. They were down. Let me check the timeline on this. I think they, yeah, they were down within eight minutes, but uh, before the end of the first half, they were already up 2-1, and then Asensio in the 93rd minutes puts it away on 71% of the possession for Real Madrid to keep the, uh, you know, momentarily lowering into a six-point gap before Barcelona's win. On Sunday, further extended it back to the nine-point gap. 
Dortmund and Schalke draw in the Derby, uh, back-to-back, you know, a loss to Chelsea for Dortmund, and then this draw puts Byron in solo first place in the league, which really stinks. I was kind of hoping that they would be level on points for the Dear Classicer in a couple weeks. I want to say that is on, like, April 1st? Yeah, April 1st. Uh, so Dortmund have a match against Kohn next week, and then a week after that, or I guess two weeks after that, after the international break. They have Byron. So hopefully, I mean, maybe Byron will drop points, but probably not. Byron or right now appearing to be the best team in the world. Sunday was all about Arsenal and Barcelona holding serve, keeping keeping their respective uh, leads at the top of their tables. Barcelona with a nine-point gap at the top of La Liga and Arsenal with a five-point gap at the top of uh, the Premier League. Arsenal finally had a match where they weren't having to come back from 2-0 down, which was congratulations to their fans for that, for not having to uh, to second-guess. They had three goals in the first half, and it was just completely over. Uh, Manchester United <laughs> looked terrible. Just Casemiro red card, 0-0 draw against Southampton, and their old boss, Jose Mourinho, missing a chance to tie Inter for second in Syria. Inter lost on Friday. Uh, Milan play today. They could go level with Inter. Inter would still be ahead on goal differential, but really big missed chance for Roma to tie for second place. There was a potential for a three-way tie at second place in Syria, which is actually like a pretty competitive race for top four. Uh, the league itself is like Napoli or miles ahead at this point. Let me actually look at the standings to get a... Yeah, Napoli are 18 points ahead with a 44 goal differential in the league. But the battle for Champions League spots is very fascinating. So Roma, Milan, Lazio, and Inter are are all separated by three points. And then sixth and seventh are Atalanta and Juventus. Atalanta is only five points behind fourth place. Uh, Juventus is a little bit farther because of their points deduction, obviously. But... Super fascinating race for top four in Italy, as well as uh, Tottenham's win does puts the uh, the gap back in front of Liverpool again. Just a just a hilarious <laughs> malfunction for Liverpool. Like a great chance to keep the pressure on Newcastle and Tottenham, and they just completely blow it. And now there is a six point gap, although they do have a match in hand back from Tottenham. Uh, Newcastle have two matches in hand, so fascinating races for top four all across uh, Italy and the Premier League. Not so interesting in La Liga right now. The race for top four is, uh, I mean, I guess Betis technically have a chance to make things interesting with Sociedad. They're only three points back. So that's that's somewhat fascinating, uh, the three points back of Atletico and Real Sociedad. Uh, looking ahead, we have Champions League fixtures this week. The Champions League, I'm not going to lie, I haven't really gotten, it hasn't been like the thrilling, crazy uh, results that we would hope for so far. I'm hoping this week is a little more interesting. Porto are hosting Inter. They are down 1-0. And then City are hosting Leipzig, level at 1. The Porto and the City's ma- the City match have the most potential for craziness, especially Porto. Uh, Wednesday's matches are Real hosting Na- uh, Liverpool up 5-2 and then Napoli hosting Frankfurt up 2-0. You would expect, I mean, you would... I don't know. Both of those teams are stronger hosting with big aggregate leads. So if anything crazy is going to happen, it's going to be on Tuesday. And 
Then this weekend, of course, we have some fascinating fixtures as well, but we will talk about those later this week. So everybody, thanks for listening to the Blog Runners podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcasts, and I will talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks.